Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're on College Football Week 9, and with us, as always, is our man, Dynamite David. Dynamite Picks. All right, how are you, David? I'm good, excited for another week of college football. Yeah, definitely. All right, so let's get into our headlines. Now this made headlines. All right, so it wasn't a great slate of games last week, but the Big Ten opened up its season. Uh, what did you make of the Big Ten opening up this week? Uh, there were some good games. You know, you got the, the big headliner game ended up being Indiana-Penn State. Uh, but I, th- I thought there was a good up- other couple games to, to watch. Uh, Michigan-Minnesota was pretty interesting. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. We've already got one team down for the count from uh, COVID and stuff, so we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Uh, what did you make of that uh, Minnesota-Michigan game? Uh, Michigan finally found a quarterback in an offense, or you think Minnesota's a bit of a – fraud off last year's season and they aren't going to be as good as they were last year. Well, I'll tell you what it really impressed me about Michigan was the fact that they, they had zero turnovers and they had 256 rushing yards. So uh, maybe not just quarterback play. I, th- I think they've got a pretty good solid offense. Now they did allow Minnesota to score 24. Minnesota ended up having a decent amount of rushing yards, I believe as well. But uh, I thought it was a good outing for Michigan and, uh, a team I, I like. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. What uh, the Ohio State game? I guess you can. We can sort of go over it. Uh, Nebraska's not very good. Ohio State looked pretty good. I thought their defense looked a little shoddy, but uh, what'd you make of the game? Yeah, Nebraska came out swinging. I think they scored the first touchdown of that game, but. Iowa State's or Ohio State, sorry, uh, offense really just pulled away there, and just um, I think they need to do a better job of rushing the ball. I think um, I think Justin Fields was tied for uh, leading rusher in that game, so um, they probably need to try to run the ball more with the running backs. But their passing game is solid. Yeah. Uh- all right, we'll get to the one big one in the Big Ten. Uh, Indiana uh, played Penn State and upset them. Uh, Indiana's offense looked productive, and uh, I thought their defense was pretty good, uh, continuing over from last year's defense. That was a pretty solid defense. A uh, little controversy at the end, but what did you make of the game? Uh, it was a really good game. Yeah, you know, you had the uh, playmakers on both sides. Um, mainly just Sam Clifford for Penn State, trying to basically do it all himself. And then you had a few others for Indiana. But uh, I stand by the fact that that ball bounced out of bounds before it touched the pile on there at the end. So, Yeah, that's okay. We can give Indiana a break. <laughs> I'm sure Penn State has had more than a few uh, during the year. All right, so before we uh, – well, let's – any other games you wanted to touch on SEC-wise? Uh, there wasn't much going on. Um, I guess the Auburn Old Miss game was 
sort of important. I don't know. Would you any SEC games you wanted to touch on? Uh, not really. Uh, I was a little surprised that Missouri pulled off the win against Arkansas, but I guess that's just Arkansas football, or not Arkansas. I'm sorry, Kentucky. Yes. Uh, and I, I guess that's just Kentucky football. But um, yeah, Arkansas. Or now you got now I'm saying. Yeah, I guess you got it. <laughs> Missouri uh, uh, just didn't turn it over, and you know if you don't turn it over versus Kentucky, they sort of have no way to score points. <laughs> Uh, the only one other one I wanted to touch on before we got into our uh, top 10 rankings, uh, the Oklahoma State remains undefeated. Uh, I thought it was a pretty nice win versus Iowa State. Uh, Iowa State, I was a little disappointed in. Brock Purdy continues to really not be good this year. Uh, what did you make of Oklahoma State's win? Uh, I thought it was a really – it was probably their first uh, first win they can hang their hat on this year. Um Sanders was all right at quarterback, 235 yards and a touchdown, but he's got a cut down. He had two interceptions. Um, both teams ran the ball well. Hubbard for Oklahoma State had 139 yards and a touchdown, and Hall for Iowa State had 185 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Oklahoma State was just able to hang on at the end there. But uh, uh, I'm interested to watch Oklahoma State the next few weeks as their schedule starts to get a little tougher. Yeah, I, I'm really curious about them uh, this week versus uh, Texas I was intrigued by that line. Um, and it looked like there's a pretty good slate this week, so we might have a handful of more games to review this week than uh, the previous yeah. couple weeks. All right, so let's get into our top ten. Uh, I'm going to read the AP's top ten, and then you give me your number one, and I'll give you my number one, and so on and so forth. So the AP has Clemson at number one. Who do you have at number one? Uh, Clemson. You have Clemson. I actually yes, have Bama at number one. Uh, I made my list mostly as if today was the last day of the season. So wins, good wins are important to me. And right now, Clemson, I'd say their good win is Miami, and I don't quite know how good that win is. But Alabama has two nice wins first Georgia and Texas A&M. So uh, I moved them right now at number one. Now, if Clemson, you know, beats Notre Dame next week, then we can rediscover the rankings. All right, so at number two is in the AP is Alabama. What did you have, number two? I also have Alabama at number two. So going with chalk so far, my number two is Clemson. So I flipped those around. All <laughs> yeah, right. At number three, the AP has Ohio State. What do you have, number three? I'm still with uh, the AP there. I've got Ohio State at number three. Yeah, I have a bit of a change here. I did not move Ohio State automatically into my top three. I just, I want more than a win versus Nebraska to show that you've done anything. Now, they beat Penn State this week, even though Indiana just beat them. I probably will bump them up a little bit. My number three team was Notre Dame right now. Uh, I think that defense is probably one of the best in the country. Uh, the offense seems to come and go. It it came last week. It did not come the week before. But uh, right now, from what I've seen, I, I think Notre Dame right now is probably the number three team. Uh, at number four in the AP, they have Notre Dame. What do you have at number four? Uh, this is where I'm going to start to stray a little bit. Uh, I've actually got Cincinnati at number four on my top ten. Uh, I think they got a big dominant win over SMU this past week. They also have a pretty good quality win against Army. 
Um, I think they've got uh, – I can't remember who they have this week, but I, I've been really impressed by Cincinnati. Nothing, nothing really close against them, and uh, they've just been coming out and dominating. Yeah, we agree on this. I had Cincinnati as my number four team. Uh, that SMU win on the road, uh, really impressive. Probably one of the best wins of any team in college football so far. And uh, like you said, a good win versus Army. So right now, Cincinnati's in my top four. Uh, they aren't in the APs, but uh, they have good wins. Uh, other teams don't quite have as good a win as a road win at SMU. So I, I moved them into my top four. At number five, the AP has Georgia. What do you have at number five? Uh, I've got Oklahoma State here. Uh, I think they impressed me enough in their win over Iowa State this past week to, to get a little bit of credit. Uh, I, and I gave them just enough to uh, edge out my number six pick. That's a, I had them in my top ten, but I just barely moved them in. I wanted to see a little more. I did like the Iowa State win, but the fact that it was at home, I sort of was, you know – not quite ready to move them in. Now, if they beat Texas this week, I'll I'll be a little more willing to move them up. My number five team was Texas A&M. Uh, I just thought that they've had some decent wins, and their only loss is Alabama. So if the only game you're going to lose so far is Alabama, I I just I like the way A&M has looked the last couple weeks. So uh, A&M is my number five team. All right, at number six, the AP has Oklahoma State. What do you have at number six? Uh, this is where I've got Notre Dame. Um, I think they've got a solid team. You know, they haven't dropped the ball in any of the games yet. I just I'd, – I'd like to see them play some uh, tougher competition, So, and I think that's to come on their schedule. But I think six is the right spot for them. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I, I have them up, you know, bumped a little higher, but I, I think six is a good slot for them. My number six team is actually Kansas State who has wins versus Oklahoma, and uh, I just think they're a good team. Now, they have that stupid loss at the beginning of the year, but uh, that was they were missing like 22 guys off the COVID list. So, you know, it's a weird season. Now, if it had been, a you know, like a regular normal season and they had that loss, no excuse. But, you know, they had huge COVID problems and practice-wise, I sort of – mark that little L out. And I've watched them play in the Big 12, and they've been the probably the best team in the Big 12 so far. So they're at yeah. number six on my list. I'm a big K-State fan. I, I've actually got them in my honorable mention. I just um, couldn't quite get over that ugly loss just yet to put them in my top ten. Um, but I think they've got plenty of potential on their schedule to move up there, no problem, yeah. if they can handle in their business. I'm very curious about them going on the road at West Virginia. West Virginia is not very good, but that's always a sort of a tough road game for those Midwest teams to... To go all the way to the... Yes. <laughs> West Virginia. <laughs> Essentially the East Coast. <laughs> all right. So at number seven in the AP, they have Cincinnati. Who do you have at number seven? Uh, this is where I've got Texas A&M. Uh, I think they got a good win against a, a, a solid team in Florida who we haven't seen in a few weeks, but, uh, and their only loss is to Alabama. And so I think they're my, they're my highest ranked one loss team. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, this is where I have Ohio state. Do I think they're <laughs> probably a top four team? Probably so, but I want a couple more wins before I crown them into my playoff and wins versus 
Nebraska don't mean much to me. Now, if it had been the 1995 Nebraska Cornhuskers, I probably would have been a little more impressed. But uh, let, let me ask you this, though. If the playoff committee had to pick four today, Ohio State would be in that four, wouldn't they? Oh, for sure. But they wouldn't be in my four. So, <laughs> All right. So at what are we at? We're at seven. So at number eight, the AP has Texas A&M. Where are you going with your number eight? I've got another SEC team, Georgia, right behind A&M here. Uh, also only lost to Alabama, but I don't think their wins have been as impressive as A&M's win over Florida. Yeah, I agree. And we line up because I have Georgia as my number eight team too. Uh, their wins are pedestrian versus poor teams. And their one time they played a good team, they pretty much got handled pretty good. Now it was Alabama, but it was not a very close game at all. And they, the defense, which, you know, looked world-beating for the first weeks, then they play Alabama, and they pretty much got rolled up. So that's where I have Georgia. All right, at number nine, they have Wisconsin. Um, COVID, I think, has pretty much ruined that season, and they can enjoy their four-string quarterback playing for probably the next three weeks. So what do you have at number nine? At number nine, I've got Florida. Now, I know they haven't played in a couple weeks, but I think the way the SEC scheduling is going to work out, they're going to get those games played. And I've just been – I was very impressed with Florida's offense. They need to figure some things out defensively, but I think their offense can play with the best in the country. Yeah, that's a good call. I did not put them in my top ten because they haven't played in two weeks. I I want to – the last image of them is Texas A&M scoring on them essentially every play in the second half. So I I need a little reminder of how good they are if they can get that game played this week. Uh, I know the offense is good, but the defense has left me wanting every week. So uh, I did not put them in my top ten. This is where I have Oklahoma State. Uh, they win this game versus Texas, and I'd be much more willing to move them up. Uh, a little bit in my ranking. So at number 10, they have Florida. What do you have at number 10? This is where I've got Michigan. Uh, I was really impressed by their first opening win. And I, uh, I think they've got a potential to challenge Ohio state for the big 10. Wow. I'm shocked you went Michigan in here. Uh, all I ever hear you do is rail about Jim Harbaugh. So I thought for sure you wouldn't have Michigan in your top 10. <laughs> I broke my uh, rules well, a little bit. I have BYU, mostly because they have annihilated everybody they've played. Now, their strength of schedule, which usually is really good, uh, they couldn't get any of the good teams to play them this <laughs> year because of COVID. So they've played a pretty weak schedule. But uh, their margin of victory is impressive. So right now, uh, until a couple of the Big Ten teams play a, you know, a handful more games, and once the Pac-12 gets started, uh, there's a possibility I might move some of those teams in there. So BYU sits at number 10 for me right now. Yeah, they were actually – you picked both of my honorable mentions, K-State and BYU were the two that I wanted to put in my top 10, but I, I just couldn't quite pull the trigger. I looked at BYU's schedule, and they really haven't beaten anybody this year. Yeah. But I think they've done the job in one big. Yeah, that's essentially why I, I, I was debating them, Florida, Michigan, and uh, – North Carolina was a very sort of 
there, but not there, <laughs> sort of mentioned in there. But uh, I definitely uh, just sort of margin of victory was the overall. We'll move BYU, and if Florida and stuff restart their season, uh, I will put them back in. And I just couldn't, with the news of Wisconsin, I was not putting them anywhere near my top ten. All right, so that's our top ten. All right, now it's time for our picks of the week. Last week, uh, not your best week, but coming off a of 5-0, and pretty solid week. You went 3-4. and four. You had Florida State plus the 4.5 versus Louisville. That one... I blame you for that loss there. <laughs> I was off Florida State this <laughs> that week. It's been taking them all year, finally get me on board with them, and then they, they Yeah, I know. It. That was <laughs> – once they didn't score in the second half, I, I, <laughs> I lost my love for Florida State, and I don't know if I'll get it back. I think they had their brief little rise, and now they're <laughs> probably back to being really bad. Uh, NC State versus North Carolina, that was 14 and a half. You lost that one. But then you smartly continued to ride Alabama, which is always a winner, 20 and a half. Um, Notre Dame versus Pitt, the over 43 and a half, which you won. Uh, Notre Dame was on the offensive mode that week and won that one. Uh, Navy plus 13 and a half versus Houston, you lost that one. Oklahoma minus six versus TCU, you won that one. And the Mercer versus Army, Mercer begrudgingly kicked a field goal and ruined your day on that one. And that one was a loss. So you're still over 500 for the year at 16 and 15 with one upsets special. I went six and four on the week. Uh, Illinois was a terrible pick and lost uh, at 19 and a half. Georgia Southern did not show up in the second half and was a loss at plus five and a half. Auburn somehow finds ways to win games, uh, possibly paying off officials. I don't really know. But that was a win at three and a half. Nebraska did not cover the 24 and a half. Rutgers did cover the 13 and a half. Texas covered the nine and a half over Baylor. Purdue covered the two and a half over Iowa. Maryland did not cover the seven and a half versus Northwestern. Cincinnati covered the two and a half versus SMU. And Nevada covered the four and a half versus Wyoming. That puts me at 2011 and one on the season with two upset special wins. All right, so how many picks do you got this week? Uh, I believe I have five picks and then my upset special. All right. So, what's your first pick of the week? Uh, my first pick is going to be a Big Ten matchup, Michigan State at Michigan. I'm actually going to ride the over on this at 51.5. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, now, while Michigan State lost last week, they did score a lot of points, and Michigan showed that they can move the ball. And uh, – Neither neither team looked to really be interested in stopping the other team that much, so I think this is going to clear the over pretty pretty easily. Riding that Michigan offensive wave, <laughs> I hope I hope we don't see one of those Michigan games where there are four interceptions from the quarterback and then Harbaugh decides it, to just run the ball into the line of scrimmage the whole game. But uh, zero turnovers week one. Yes. So. All right, my first pick is Wyoming. I'm going with them this week, minus the one versus Hawaii. Uh, I don't like Hawaii in Laramie, Wyoming. Uh, 
The temperature is going to be hovering in the 30s, and the winds are going to be blowing 15 to 20 miles per hour. And uh, that just doesn't seem conducive to the Hawaii football team's, let's say, temperature of play. So uh, I got Wyoming minus the one. All right, what do you got next? Uh, I'm going to stay in the Big Ten, and I'm going to take Ohio State minus the 11.5 at Penn State. I'm actually surprised that this spread wasn't larger. Um, I, You know, Penn State, I watched that game, and Sam Clifford made a lot of plays. Uh, you know, he had three touching passing touchdowns, 120 yards rushing, and a running touchdown, but that was pretty much it for Penn State. And I don't think he can do that against Ohio State. So I think Ohio State's going to be throwing the ball a little bit more this game, and they win big at Penn State. Yeah, I was curious what you do with this. I have Penn State on my list of picks. It was another one that I was not in love with, but <laughs> I figured their season is pretty much going to be decided this week because if they yep. lose to Indiana and then lose to Ohio State, uh, all they complained about getting this season restarted, it's pretty much over in two weeks. So, uh I just thought maybe they could play them tight. I I am not in love with it, but I just thought throw the kitchen sink at them and they might be able to cover this. I, I don't think they're going to win. I was mostly hoping James Franklin would be an ass and try to score cheap touchdowns at the end as they're getting blown out. I also like the fact Ohio State is 10-3 and three against the spread in their last 13 as a favorite. Well, yes, because their coach is an ass and scores random touchdowns with five <laughs> seconds left in a 30-point game. <laughs> All right, so what do you have up next? Uh, big game here. I've got K-State at West Virginia. Uh, Kansas State's getting three and a half here essentially because they're the road team. Uh, and, you know, West Virginia's got two losses. Uh they lost to Texas Tech, who Kansas State has beaten already. Kansas State also has a couple of impressive road wins at TCU and Oklahoma. And I just think um, this is a big win for both teams in that the remaining of their schedule is against, is against even better teams. So I think both of them are going to be really trying to get out a win here. But I think, I think K-State pulls it out and gets the win at West Virginia. Yeah. I admire you. I, I had it, and I stared at it, and then I was like, no. And I was like, and I just, I couldn't pull my trigger on K-State this week. I don't know. It's some stupid thing with those West teams traveling over there to West Virginia. I just hate, hate taking it because they usually always get off to a terrible start, and then I'm like down in the second quarter, and I just feel bad for two hours after that as I'm waiting for them to make their charge when they finally wake up. So... I chickened out and did not put K-State down. Uh, my next pick is Georgia State plus two and a half versus Coastal Carolina. I got burned last week by Georgia Southern. It was a 14-14 game going in at the half, and, well, Georgia Southern didn't show up in the second half, so Coastal Carolina goes on the road this week, and we're going to see if Georgia State can push them around and uh, run the ball on them. If not, we might have to ban ourselves from a – taking against Coastal Carolina after I rode them probably the first three weeks of the season. Well, they're still undefeated, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> I think they're like in the top 20 AP. Yeah, I know. This is this is what happens. I 
took them, I think, three straight weeks. And then all of a sudden they got ranked and everybody knew them. And now I'm like, okay, well, they're probably do a loss. So now I'm trying to ride the loss and I might end up getting burned on a team I sort of liked at the beginning of the year. But uh, Georgia State at home plus the two and a half. Turner Field pride. All right, what do you got next? Uh, another Big Ten matchup. I like Minnesota minus 18 and a half at Maryland. I think Maryland is probably the worst team in the Big Ten this year. Uh, thought it could be Rutgers, but Rutgers came out swinging last week, got a nice win. Um, Maryland just looked absolutely awful against Northwestern. Uh, the younger Tua is not as good as the elder Tua. No, uh, Talia uh, Tagovailoa, uh, he had three interceptions, got pulled. Is he even going to play this week? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I, Lashley I already came out and said he he's their quarterback. Uh, so I, I, I was trying to find the 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 info on that, and I couldn't find it before the show. So uh, did not look impressive. They only managed 64 yards rushing and 143 yards passing. Um, I think Minnesota is going to want to bounce back after that opening week loss, and they're going to take it out on Maryland this week. Yeah. Uh, we were sitting around the same wavelength, but you got all the ones I sort of axed out right at the last minute. <laughs> I pulled out of the Minnesota one, too. I was like, well, what if they suck? I know Maryland sucks. <laughs> but then I was like, well, what if Minnesota sucks and we get some 13-7 game with both quarterbacks throwing a bunch of picks or something? So I couldn't pull the trigger on Minnesota being that much of a favorite on the road. But uh, I do think they – I think Maryland is – Everything I watched of them last week showed they have little to no ability to score and very little ability to stop anyone. So I I just couldn't quite. It was a couple points too many for me. Uh, my next game is Georgia and Kentucky under the 44 and a half. I think as long as neither quarterback <laughs> lets the defense score points, I'm probably okay in this game. But uh, it, it has me a little nervous that, some defensive touchdowns are going to pop up and screw me on this uh, under. But uh, as long as that doesn't occur, I think this probably stays pretty under the number. Yeah, Georgia should be able to flex their muscles defensively again this week against Kentucky's offense. Yeah, I, I was looking at like a just a low-scoring 21-3 sort of. Let's get in, get out, and go home. All right, what do you have next? Uh, next up. I've got another big matchup. I've got Oklahoma State at home against Texas, get uh, giving up three and a half points. Uh, I went back and forth on this one a little bit, but I just – I don't trust Texas. Uh, their offense is a little too inconsistent. And Oklahoma State seems to struggle with teams that are game managers, and Texas is more of a big play offense. So I think Oklahoma State's going to gonna, – gonna, trust their run game, don't turn the ball over, and I think they're going to take care of business at home against Texas for another big win. Yeah, that's a good call. Uh, I didn't have it down, but uh, I probably am off Texas for the – they got me that win last week, but it, it was a it was much closer than I intended, and I, I just didn't like the way Texas looked. So uh, I've probably done taking Texas pretty much for the year because they get overhyped spreads. I, I thought this one – was a little bloated, and I thought there was value there in Oklahoma State, but uh, I just I need to see a little more from Oklahoma State too. All right, my next pick. Oh, we call these ones the look ahead games. I have Georgia Tech plus the twenty versus Notre Dame. I have a feeling Notre Dame's going to have 
a little bit of an eye on that game next week versus Clemson. And uh, I so I think the offense will not be scoring their 40. I think it'll be more in their 20 range. And Georgia Tech, go ahead. Didn't the Georgia Tech team give up 70 to Clemson a few weeks ago? Yes, but that was not a look-ahead game. <laughs> they also beat Florida State. They, they're a little spunky at times. Now, you know, <laughs> they are nowhere in Clemson's category. But uh, the 20 points here in a classic look-ahead game, I, I like Georgia Tech. All right, what do you got up next? Uh, I'm down to just my upset special, so if you want to finish your lineup. All right, uh, begrudgingly, I am going to ride this Auburn plus two and a half. I don't Big know. Big fan what... of Bo Nix, aren't you? <laughs> yes, a huge fan of <laughs> Bo Nix. I, I think I'm just a fan of making myself angry on Saturday as I watch him play terribly. And <laughs> I think the only thing that I can make myself convince is LSU, I think, is really bad. And so if Missouri can beat LSU, I think Auburn can probably beat LSU at home. And the fact that they're getting points shows me that they haven't really adjusted on LSU. So I'm going to ride with Auburn and possibly not even watch the game. Just look at the score so I don't have to torture myself as I do that. And uh, my next one is Northwestern plus two and a half at Iowa. Uh, I'm just going to keep riding against Iowa till they make an adjustment on them because I think that team is just them in Michigan State. Actually, Maryland's probably the worst, but I think Iowa and Michigan State probably will be down there at the bottom too. Uh, Northwestern looked pretty solid and looked like they probably can contend for that side of the division. So uh, Northwestern plus the two and a half. And my last one is Virginia plus seven versus North Carolina. Uh, Virginia's had a really tough schedule, and they played everybody sort of tough and close. So at home, maybe they start to right the ship here and uh, cover this seven-point spread. All right, so what do you have for your upset special this week? Uh, my big upset special is I've got uh, Syracuse plus 360 on the money line oh, at home. Oh, nice. I was looking at that one. At, against Wake Forest. I, I think that's a upset right to happen uh Syracuse looked solid against Clemson last week almost had had him on the ropes and uh I, I think they get this win yeah I like that I I almost had that one written down in my picks and then I looked at it <laughs> as an upset special and then I was like do not take Syracuse <laughs> so I talked myself out of it my upset special is Virginia to see if they can pull off another upset versus uh, Mac Brown, I'm just going to ride the Mac Brown underachieves uh, in games. All right, so that's our show for the week. Be on the lookout for our NFL pick show and know it all, Tim Jester Fields. And we're out. Yeah.